what's up, what's up, what's up? Good morning, good evening, good night, good afternoon. Whatever time you're listening in, wherever you're listening from, shout out to my Spotify listenership, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, if you're watching in. Thanks for giving me a reason to get dressed. Coming live from my voice to your phone, headphones, TV, or car stereo. Your attention could have been anywhere in the world, but it's here right now. Let's take a moment to be present and recognize that it is now, right now. Whether you're right now is working, running, exercising, cleaning, laying down, flying, driving, just be grateful you're alive. Failure can be frightening. However, as Winston Churchill reminds us, success is all about going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. This is I Will Not Lose podcast, where we set out to prove everything is learned from failure and we must persevere and recognize it as one step closer to success. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz. Let's jump right in. Oh, I'm going to just look, I promise this is going to be the greatest episode yet. And that's quite frankly, because I do not want to record, (laughs) but I knew there was going to be days like this. And I'm grateful that this is the first one in almost two seasons. So uh, it got me thinking back when I used to run all the time, I'd be amazed at how little, how I felt actually affected my performance. So if I hadn't slept well, if I was hungry, I didn't eat breakfast, but I knew I was running at noon. Once noon came around, after about, I don't know, two tenths of a mile, something takes over your body and it says, okay, we're doing this. It's time to do this. And then I'd end up setting a personal best. So the idea that you're always going to be prepared in a good mood, everything's going great in your life when it's time to perform. It's just like, come on now, let's be realistic. So I'm happy I am where I am, but it also gave me some inspiration for this great episode. So let's jump right in, man. I just finished David Goggins, never finished. That's a mouthful. Um, This is David Goggins second book. If you don't know who he was, he's the New York best-selling author of Can't Hurt Me, which is kind of an autobiographical uh, military motivation book. It came out, I think, 2018 or 19, don't quote me, but uh, a few years ago. And it was the story of how, essentially, no spoilers, but David Goggins is a beast. He's the only man to complete Navy SEAL, Army Ranger, and uh, Air Force training He was a career Navy SEAL, held the world record for most pull-ups in 24 hours, Um, normally runs 100-mile races. He's just a complete specimen of a human being. So uh, it's a different kind of motivation. He definitely um, curses like a sailor, but when you're a sailor, (laughs) when you are a sailor, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Um, What it comes down to is... This book is highly motivational in terms of pushing yourself to your limit and recognizing what your limit is. I think the title of this new one is How to Win the War Within um, and Have a Mindset. So when I first read Can't Hurt Me, this book was so motivating. I'm sitting there and I'm drinking a glass of wine and I'm reading about how this guy was, you know, 70 or 80 pounds overweight getting ready to joined SEAL training and he had to change his life around. He had to do it. So it was like 16 to 18 hour a day training sessions with cycling on top of working. 
And I'm just reading all this stuff this guy's doing. And I'm like, look at me, Cushy, sitting here reading a book with my glass of wine. I got up and I set my mind to run 10 miles. It was like 6 or 7 p.m., so already approaching dark. And I knew if I took my phone with me, I would end up calling an Uber. So um, I set up backup. I just took my ID with me, some things like that. And I ended up getting about six miles. Now, I hadn't run more than two miles in probably about a year at the time of reading it. But his voice just kept going in my head as I'm running. And I said I could go further. I didn't make the 10, but I was satisfied with the six. And the next day I go to talk to my doctor and he's asking how my knees are. And I said, well, I just ran six and a half miles yesterday. At the time I was like 240 pounds. So he's like, you cannot do that. Like your knees will not let you put that kind of pressure on. So that was one of my goals. I wanted to be able to run. So that was part of my motivation to lose a ton of weight last year. But I digress. That's how motivating this book can be. It's not for everyone. Uh, not everybody can do like the milita military style. Like it's not a, a cushy uh, walk. It's kind of a get up and get moving. And sometimes people need that to to get going. You know, um, somebody was reaching out to me and they were like, what do I do, man? I need some motivation. I just need to clean my house. I have to clean my house. I said, no, you get to clean your house. Flip your mind state. Don't tell yourself you have to say that you have a beautiful, warm house and you have the privilege to be able to straighten it up and organize it and make it the best. They were like, that's absolutely right. That's what you need to do. So that was a little earlier today. Now, here I am thinking, you know what? I do not want to drop the podcast. Uh, we had some technical difficulties and we dropped late last week. Um, that's not going to happen two weeks in a row. So it really doesn't matter how I feel. I set my mind to doing something and I have people that listen. There's an obligation. I know you guys would be cool. Everybody was cool with me dropping a little bit late, but it's a certain personal goal that you set, even though there's no advertisers or stakeholders and I'm really under no pressure to drop weekly. It's something I set my mind to and something that you know, every time I've said that I couldn't do it, I did it and I did it further. Whether that was waking up and having an insurmountable task list to do that day, just a bunch of tasks to get done, or it was, you know, uh, I know I have to work 16, 17 hours to, uh, I'll say 14, 15. I, I can't remember the last time I did 17 hours, but you know, if you know when you wake up at 5.30 and you're not going to be hitting the bed till 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock that night, you just got to be grateful. Get up and do it. You know, um, I don't know. It's just something about not being in the mood to do it and persevering to do it just leads to great accomplishments. So I think back to I remember recording a video of myself. I was about two and a half miles into a run and I look and I record myself and I say, I just ran two and a half miles. I want to commit to running three miles tomorrow and the day after that and every day. Um, while I didn't get to three miles the very next day, within a year, I was running three to five miles, uh, at least five days a week. And so 
once I was doing that, it was like, okay, if I had more time, the only thing that's stopping me is that I'm doing this on a lunch break and I literally only have 40 minutes to run. So if I could knock out five miles in 45 minutes, I was real fast back in the day. Um, I, I don't know. It was just the, you set the goal, you get there, and then you realize that through practice and through your training, this is easy and you can just do it. Uh, the first time I signed up for a 5k, I, it was in September and I think it was three or four months beforehand and I hadn't run since high school. And even then, like we ran in wrestling, but <clears throat> not like really running, like only a mile here or there. So I wasn't in shape to run, but I remember I thought I can work my way up to three miles. I started with half, went to one, worked my way up to two, and then hit the 5K. That following year, I think I ran four or five 5Ks, and I was putting in at least three-mile runs uh, every other week or so. So, you know, you set that insurmountable goal, and through training, you don't even realize, like, wow, I'm I'm crushing this. I did it. Uh, another note to myself that I put out, I remember recording a memo. I had just started as an adjunct professor at Northampton Community College teaching Photoshop and Illustrator, like Adobe Creative Suite. I already had a full-time job and I was thinking, man, I bit off more than I can chew. Um, I prepared my notes. I hadn't been in front of a classroom for a while. And it was about 15 minutes before it was time to go. And I just said, I can do this. I'm telling this to myself that I'm capable of doing this. And one day this will be easy and I'll look back at it. And it was amazing. I got through a few semesters, uh, pretty much up until Corona, I was teaching adjunct while having a full-time job and putting out content onto YouTube. So it's nuts. You know, I go through my weekly schedule and I think, man, I'm busy, but it's like, I'm still getting good sleep. There's people that aren't getting good sleep that are really busy. They have some sort of physically exhausting work. You know, I just run my mind to the point of insanity and then rest and do it again. But yeah, you know, I think about in the book, Dave Goggins throughout Can't Hurt Me talks about running hundred mile races and what goes through and the mind state that he had and uh, triathlons and all sorts of things. I mean, this guy would do uh, these insane marathons almost every weekend. So in, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you a quick spoiler. He works on a 240 mile run. Uh, it's kind of how he opens the book and to go from a hundred, let, let's just stop for a second. One, hundred miles if you run a hundred miles in a week i mean that would be almost a half marathon every day every other day that's an insane amount of running he would do that in a weekend so 240 and having like i think it was five or six days to complete the whole race i mean you you push yourself to a whole nother level it's 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 okay to not run a hundred miles. You know, I'm okay with my own personal bests and things that I've done, but that's because I know there was a steady, gradual increase that I could measure, that I could see, and I could get the rewards of seeing myself grow there. But 
it may not have been the best I could ever do, but it was the best I could give at that time. And that's all that mattered. I mean, gosh, the feeling of running, you know, clocking out at noon, driving down to the trail, running about three miles, getting back, showering, grabbing lunch to eat at my desk and tying my tie, tying my shoelaces in uh, full business attire within one hour. And that would energize me for the afternoon. And it was amazing. And I remember every time I tied my shoes, I thought I didn't feel like going for that run. And now here I am. I did it. I knocked it out and I hit a good time. So that's the mindset that I'm coming into. I'm like, man, I don't have to pod today. I get to pod today. How cool is this? Look at us, man. We get to record, document our thoughts. And you guys found me and listened to it, man. What a privilege. This is cool. So um, I did want to let me actually check my time. All right. We're going to be a little bit light this week just because we've been killing it, man. Shout out to I Will Not Lose in season two with the guests. We had um, my son, Jaden, kicking off. We had Law the Barber on community advice. Uh, Brian Yon. We had Ryan sharing his story. Uh, from addiction to recovery. And the goal wasn't even to have guests. You know, this is something that I do as a hobby that I think I can grow, but I set expectations for what level of production I'm actually going to put together because, you know, it's it's <laughs> it's not fair for me to quit my day job and just go off and be a full-time podcaster and not bring any money in. But um that being said, I do like the idea. Posting on Mondays feels like that same feeling of tying my shoes after a long run. We prepared, we showed up, and we haven't missed a week since October of last year. So this is super, super cool stuff, man. Um, you don't have to be the best. This is a quote from Never Finish. It says, I used to think that I had to be the best at everything to be great and to be a strong leader. That's not the case. The valiant motherfucker is the person who faces long odds, but continues to try. Uh, that really rocked with me. I have my show notes together and then I go and I read and I'm listening to the audiobook, And that's what he kind of closes with. Uh, there's one other quote that I'll close the podcast at with that he comes. But, you know, I did. You got to continue to try. I did an episode, I think it was earlier in season one, but it was the importance of persevering when you're not number one. Excuse me. The importance of persevering when you're not number one. You know, don't discourage, don't get discouraged by the people ahead of you. Recognize if they worked harder than you, if they deserve to hold that place in front of you. And let them be an inspiration to you, man. Like, let them just be a damn inspiration. There's a great uh, quote on Instagram, one of the reels that was going viral, but it was pretty much like, this is a warning to whoever's in front of me, man. Like, I'm just letting you know, watch out because I am coming and I am coming fast. And I'm like, yes, that is the exact mentality you need to have. Whatever you're doing, whether it's a hobby, whether it's a profession, you got to push forward. You got to set your goals and don't get complacent. If you see yourself plateauing, switch up the formula. Throw in a, throw in a, a 
a different day just to shock the body or shock the mind and have it train and adapt. You know, that's how you exercise creativity. So, yeah, although I haven't been running in quite a bit since I lost the weight, you know, I lost the weight so I could run again and then I just didn't get back into it as much. But it's coming. I've been seeing some of my friends on there running. Shout out to uh, Sean Straub. He finished the, was it the Broad Street race? 10 miles. I was looking at his splits on there and I'm like, oh man, he wouldn't have been able to do that a year ago. So I'm going to see if I can get him on the podcast. Shout out to Sean. I know you're listening. If not, when it drops at some point, you're going to catch up. So you inspire me, man. I'm going to get out there and run. We should definitely catch up soon. I saw a couple other people who recently ran 5Ks or who were getting back into it. Um, shout out to my running buddy, V Alvarado. She's out in Texas, but um, maybe I'll get into a group and do some sort of virtual running where through Strava or some sort of app, we can track each other's progress because uh, it's definitely lonely to just run alone. Um, but yeah, let's see what else we got here. Um, I'm going to stop being so hard on myself. You know, I'm okay with the fact that I'm not running two to three miles a day anymore. I'm okay with the fact when I was running, I would not be okay with missing a day. And this isn't to go and say, just be lackadaisical in your goals, but just myself personally, I am way too hard on myself for little letdowns or little mistakes that are guaranteed to happen along the way. So, um, I'm grateful when I do hit the goal, but I'm also satisfied when I don't, you know, as long as I know that I gave my best or push myself to an ability, I have to realize that my mediocre is still harder than somebody's soft anyway. And at the same time, my greatness and my achievements are absolutely mediocre to somebody else's, but, uh, other shout out, we have a um going to have phase one on the podcast either next week or the week after kicking off season three. Um, That's going to be dope. We had a long conversation. I got to find some way to chop that one down because we talked till the cameras died and uh, until we just had to go in and be adults. So I wanted to take a little break, drop a short episode in between uh, guest episodes you know, this is self-produced. We do, um, I do put everything together and chop it up on top of what I do professionally. So, um, would have loved to get it out this week, but technical difficulties didn't allow it for it to be up to the standards that I want to put it out. So we're going to do that. Um, I want to share one more story before we get out of here. Where are we at? We're at about 20 minutes. Yeah, I'll be quick. So I want to encourage you to be naive in whatever you're doing. When I got into podcasting, I had an idea of how much work it was, but even now I see how much more work I could be putting into it. And it's like, wow, I was a bit naive in getting into it, I'll admit. But I love the naivety. Um, I was reading on PCGamer.com about a game called Undisputed. So it reads, a boxing fan with no game dev experience quit his job to make a technical boxing sim. Now the world's best pros want to be in it. Um, a developer named Ash Habib out of Sheffield English was a lifelong boxing fan. 
and he was disappointed nobody was making pro boxing video games like EA's Fight Night anymore, so he decided to make his own. And the first step was to learn how to make a video game. So this guy had no programming or game developing experience. He had worked for an IT company, started watching some YouTube videos on the Unity engine, and said, well, if this is kind of easy. Instead of making a 2D game, why don't I just do it in 3D if it's this easy? Uh, and I'll quote here, it says, Habib laughs at his naivety in hindsight, but without his foolhardiness, he might never have designed the game that he did. Undisputed. An aggressively complex boxing sim that released on Steam in early access in January. It already features over 50 licensed boxers, including historical greats such as Muhammad Ali, and as well as many of today's top pros. Uh, they got Canelo, Terrence Crawford, Katie Taylor, Tyson Fury, um, and pros are lining up to get into the game. So I'm excited. I'm probably going to check this out just as a gamer and as a boxing fan. But the article caught my interest. I thought it was worth sharing because if you are too, if you if you're not naive, you try to set everything up to be perfect. You're just going to run into analysis paralysis. You're not going to stop, and you're going to watch people that are doing it, and you're going to critique them. And you're going to remind yourself. I mean, it's easy to be in this in the bleachers and watching somebody perform and saying, man, I could be performing. It's like, yeah, but that person, it's their time right now. They did it. You're not. So be naive. Bite off more than you can chew. I'll end with the quote from Never Finish. That is what belief does for you. It takes failure out of the question completely because you go in knowing the process will be long and arduous. The only way to get there is to continually seek greatness and always be willing to try one more time. That was I Will Not Lose podcast where we set out to prove that everything is learned from failure and we must persevere and recognize it as one step closer to success. To support the show, visit shows.acast.com slash I Will Not Lose and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Share the episode link, leave a comment. Your contribution is appreciated. Thank you so much for listening. 